Hi, welcome to Sweetman Podcast. I'm your host, I'm Simon Sweetman. Thanks as always to Tea Leaf Tea, La Pity Chocolat and Yeasty Boys. And uh, this is episode 139. Um, these are repeat guests. This is Claire and Andy from uh, Lit Crawl. They're the creators and organisers of Wellington's literary event Lit Crawl. Now, I talked to them about this time last year and we talked through their whole history and the history of the event. Um, I wanted to catch up with them because there's been uh, a big change in their life. They're, they're now proud parents to little Charlie, who is officially the youngest podcast guest in the three-year history of Sweetman Podcast. So Charlie joined us for this. You'll you'll hear him at various points. Um, and so this becomes a good advert for working parents, I think. Um, it's also the fifth birthday of Lit Crawl. This festival's grown every year. Um, they bring in some amazing talent, a lot of international guests, um, people from around the country. They stage really, really cool events. So You'll hear Claire more than Andrew in this. That's because he uh, he did he did uh, a bit more parenting during the uh, bit more active parenting during the podcast. So you'll hear him at various points. But if uh, if it becomes more about Claire and myself talking, that's because he's he's hold, left holding the baby, so to speak. Uh, we we talked through the entire program for this year's uh, upcoming event. It's there are events across November the eighth to the eleventh. Um, and a lot of free events and then a few ticketed events. We went through every single thing that's in the program. So if you want to have a listen to what's going on in Wellington on that weekend, this is your podcast. If you are from out of town and have no intention of being anywhere near near Wellington during Lit Crawl, I won't mind if you skip this podcast at all. Um, That said, you'll hear about some fantastic stuff and we talk about some some great writers and some great things going on. Uh, I'll include a link uh, in the notes to the previous um, episode with, with, uh, with Andy and Claire. Uh, I'm also uh, speaking at Lit Crawl this year. I'm involved in an event. We talk about this in the podcast. I'm involved in an event called Lit Sync for Your Life. Um, I'll be reading some work that's inspired by a song that I've been given, that I've um, been given to to react to, and then a, a drag performer will be lip syncing and performing. And I'm I'm in the uh, illustrious company of uh, Tay Tibble and Pip Adam, two of the best writers in the country. So. I'm basically right now bricking it because uh, I, I don't know how I'm going to compete with them. It's not about competing, of course, it's about turning up and having fun. Um, oh, it was really nice of Andy and Claire and their busy, busy working and parenting life to find time to have a chat with me. So I hope you enjoy this. This is me talking through the program for Lit Crawl 2018. I guess it was around about a year ago um, that we sat down and talked about uh, Lit Crawl and we talked that time about the, um, I'll share a link to that because we talked about the kind of full history of the event um, with you guys and we and we talked through last year's programme um, and we talked through some of the, the, the how you got to doing this but um, this year's a bit special for you guys for a few reasons um, and you're mad for doing it, <laughs> for doing it I think. Um, how has it been? How's the expectation been going into this year's program? I reckon. I, I don't know. It's so. I guess the thing is, when Charlie was born, so he was born six weeks earlier than yeah. schedule. It's such a blur that I honestly can't even remember. Like I was programming over that time, but I can't remember anything about it. So in a funny way, this this program came together probably almost more easily because yeah. I was in a headspace where I was just going, yep, yeah, 
that. A baby doesn't just arrive six weeks. You're, like you know, you're having the baby, so yeah, you know ahead yeah. of that. So, yeah. do you? We were sure it's going to come on time, though. Yeah, yeah, of yeah, course. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. but <laughs> do you have a conversation at any point? May, uh, maybe we don't do it this year. Maybe we have a year off. We're going to have a baby. So, we definitely or... had a conversation. There was never a question that we wouldn't do it. We always knew because it's our fifth yeah. birthday. So that's so what I mean by being a big. Doing it. Yeah. But we definitely had a conversation about me not really working out, which hasn't worked out. <laughs> <laughs> Somehow in my head, I thought it might be a bit smaller as well. Yeah. yeah but but then you keep coming up with more event ideas. Yeah. And there's this, and there's this inbuilt pressure of it's the fifth birthday, yeah. Yeah. you know, yeah. I guess. I think um, we did, like, for, and in terms of our sh company structure, we've hired a producer. Yeah. So that was a big part of our let's try and make our lives a bit easier, which has definitely worked well. But um, I, I think the other thing we realised, though, is so much of our work is us. Like we yeah, generate it, yeah. so it was really actually harder than what I thought to step back in yeah. any way. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> this is the this is the rod for the back that um, creatives becoming their own brand yeah. make and don't anticipate, right? Yeah, so much so. You think, oh, we, we put on events, we create events, the events will live on, but yeah, people come to Lit Crawl and know about Lit Crawl and trust it and appreciate it because of you guys. There's a lot of other stuff going on, and they see individual events that bring them back, but it's it is you guys that have made this and that sustain it. Yeah, and I think between us, we've kind of nailed how it runs, and that's quite hard to hand over actually. More, yes. Much more than what I thought it would. Um, but also, just I think because it's an annual event, there's not that much time to kind of sit back and go, okay, let's revise the yeah. strategy, let's yeah. write a manual. But so there hasn't been a lot of time, especially with the baby, to kind of actually do those practical handover things. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so you've got um, some some helpers though, in terms yes. of also you've got um, like guest. Curators? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. That was another strategy as well. Mm. It's something we would have done even if we weren't having a baby. Mm -hmm. um, just because I, I reckon it's important to refresh your programming. Yeah. But um, Chris has been amazing. Chris Tease, the poet. Yes. And he, um, he just immediately came up with really cool ideas that were easy to say yes to and um, that reflected what we wanted and has, has his complete own style. That's Charlie. He might have some words to say. <laughs> Um, so that and that's been awesome, a great yeah. experience, and I think really good for Lit Crow in general. Yeah. So it's something we'll keep doing. Yeah, just yeah. introducing a new a new voice every time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. which is really cool. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, and you st and you still did your um, midwinter uh, festival as well. Yeah, that was uh, to be honest, that was a challenge. Yeah. The, with the baby coming six weeks early, it, Charlie came out three days before we started like pack-ins and load-ins for the production and the fit we had like a workshop yeah it was we were literally because we were in the Niku mm. uh, ward for like two weeks which is amazing yeah but we were literally um, I was producing that from inside there for two weeks running out burning effigies on the waterfront and <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how Andy did it because it felt like he was always in hospital with us but all 
like well that's just your that's just your out. you know euphoric deluded cloud of, <laughs> I mean, of not been. quite knowing oh what day God. it is and what time yeah, it is it was like a 24 hour day in there especially the artificial lighting as well. <laughs> i think that festival in particular is one that it's very very hard to pass on to someone else yeah that's yeah. that's something that you've created that you know uh, you know lit crawl is obviously its own thing but at the end of the day it comes from there are other versions of lit crawl and there are other literary yeah, yeah 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 so you know what you do with it is is your own thing and it's great and it's special and everyone that knows about it appreciates it but there is some sort of obvious set of precedents Loomis had, I mean, yeah. the budget is so small yeah. that I, I basically had a hand in pretty much all aspects of it. Yeah. From carrying lighting rigs around to helping put paper mache on things and, you know, <laughs> yeah. all yeah. sorts of things that, yeah, if I just couldn't really duck out of it at the last minute and just wow. say, hey, can you just take over? Yeah, yeah. So, do, <laughs> Andy, does it, do you go, well, we'll do it again next year or do you go, we might have to give that one a break or <laughs> what, what? Uh, no, well, now I kind of feel like we're over that hump. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> although, Hopefully that's like, as challenging as it will get in terms of life events. <laughs> but um, Charlie's smiling away. He thinks it's very funny. <laughs> um, yeah, no, so we will do it next year. Yeah, yeah. And it, hopefully it'll be a bit easier, but maybe not. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it never is. <laughs> Well, there's a few new things to, as there are every year, but there's a few new things to lit crawl this year. And you've obviously, in the art imitates life type scenario, you've got a, a focus on events for children and uh, for, um, for families. And yeah. Yeah, I think um, the kids crawl, I, I guess it has definitely been influenced by us now being parents. It's a whole new world, as you know. Like mm. it's this whole new planet that I didn't really even understand before. Like a being a mum, <laughs> and b like having to entertain children. So I think the kids' crawl definitely was influenced by that. And I got a um, like a timely email from Susan Paris, who edits the annual with Kate DeGoldie, who were keen to be involved. So, and I've been thinking about kids' crawl, but how to program it. So mm. that was a real easy collaboration I was like oh let's let's do the run this together mm. and we can program it with annual so um I think that's going to be super fun I'm really excited about it I think um it'll be quite a good little adventure for families and it introduces people to live writers and story making in quite an unusual way yeah so I think that will be really fun yeah I'm quite proud of that and I, hopefully if that goes well we'll keep building on that as well and then, um, then we've got um, Toby Morris, who I think we all know is like an extremely clever human being. Yeah. He um, worked on the Te Tiriti o Waitangi graphic book that's gone out to so many students around the country. Mm. And I find that, I think that's a really interesting piece of education. So um, Kate Potter, who worked on that with Toby as an educator, like as a... Um, what's the word, like a consultant almost, mm. they're going to tell the story of what they learnt as they wrote that book and created that book and um, it'll be quite an interactive session, so great for families mm. as well just to learn about why why is this important, why did they do it, what did they learn, yeah I think that would be really cool, So and that's in the um, National Library in their new venue, 
it's really beautiful. Yeah. Mm, mm. yeah. And you, I mean, you mentioned. Uh, Oh, we thought that the uh, event might be a bit smaller, if anything, and 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 actually, it's the opposite because you've you've what you've added a day, basically. I know you've yeah. got some standalone events and yeah. and stuff, but basically, the the footprint of Lit Crawl continues to grow. We've got it. We do have more international oh. artists this year, so mm. that was part of growing the footprint a little bit, just yeah. to allow some more breathing space, so that we didn't have to cram everything into, you know. One night, yeah, or two nights, yeah, yeah. Well, do you want to talk through? I guess uh, should we go through it in um, in almost chronological yeah. order in terms of what people can expect day by day? So that's a good idea. So we go th- we we go Thursday to Sunday. Yep. Um, starting Thursday the eighth of November. Yes. So that's a very special event. Um, so Kaveh Akbar is a poet who I discovered via Hera Lindsay Bird. She told me about him. And as soon as I looked him up and read his work, kind of realised that he was a very special person and also that he was really influencing contemporary poetry. So he's a real influence, I think, in, in um, particularly young people's reading of poetry, much mm. like Hera herself is. Just had a spear there, baby spear. So Kaveh's coming all over from Indiana, so he's got a new teaching position. So this is kind of like a a little a blip away from that. Mm. So he's only in New Zealand for a very brief time. So we're opening with him. I'm talking to Kim Hill. And I think Kim will bring, as she always does, like that depth of conversation yeah, yeah. and like range of conversation. Yeah. So I think that um they'll obviously talk about his his poetry but also his life and his um and talking about talking about people who are their brand and yeah. event, Kim Hill brings an audience to things yeah. she does. There are people that will want to just you know this might this might be their won't be their introduction to poetry. I wouldn't think if they're interested in this event, but it might be their introduction to this poet. Yes, and it could be through the fact they want to see Kim Hill Kim in, in conversation live, live yeah. because they've listened to her for years. Yes, yeah. yeah, I think so, and I I just. I'm excited by what um, that conversation could be. Yeah. And I think you know with Kim it's going to be an incredibly interesting yeah. safe hands. Yeah. 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 So that's our only event on a Thursday. Yeah. And that's and a ticketed event. Ticketed event. And is that Meow? Yeah. So we like, we've really enjoyed using Meow over um, the last few years. And I think that it's increasingly become cool venue for seeing conversations yeah yeah so yeah got the right vibe i think that we're after yeah 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 um so the next day we're back at meow um for a later event at 9 p.m and that's our is it probably one of the biggest events in the program in a way because of the lineup yeah so it's cover again so it's a poetry showcase <laughs> and it's got cover out by his iranian american and raymond antrobus who is like astounding, he's just incredible. I saw him in the UK two years ago, and he is um, just a beautiful performance poet, really interesting subject matter. He's mm. deaf, so mm. he writes a lot about that experience. Um, he's got Jamaican origins, real interesting relationship with his father. So his poetry is just the kind of poetry you feel like you really relate to, even though it's quite personal to him. Mm. But he's such an expressive performer, he's just great. 
and Darina Griefer who's Irish and she writes um, primarily in Irish and then translates her own work into English. She's got a real interesting um, practice around that. And listening to Irish live is really beautiful. And then we've got these brilliant New Zealand poets, so Tay Tibble, mm. um, who lots of people probably know with her first book out with VUP this year. Yeah. And Dominic Coey, who is brilliant. Um, who people also know as Tourette's. Yeah, yeah. Um, and he is a, a multifaceted oh, performer yeah. Yeah, and writer. Yeah, yeah. just yeah. amazing guy. Yeah. Very yeah. smart. Yeah. And Eric Kennedy, who's um, coming up from Christchurch, and he's got his first book out this year, BP. And Hadassah Grace, so I got I learnt about her via Dominic, so I think Dominic's actually working on publishing her book, and she's a really interesting performance artist as well. And then Ray Shipley, who's coming up from Christchurch, right? Um, yeah, yeah. Who I didn't see, I didn't manage to get down to Word this year, unfortunately, but lots of people came back from Word and said. Ray Shipley is brilliant, so yeah. um, Ray's hosting the event. Yeah. Charlie's thinks you should all go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that is kind of an epic. Um, That's massive, yeah. Yeah, big, yeah. big line. So I think that even if you're not that into poetry, I reckon you'll be very entertained. Like, it's a very, it's quite an interesting spectrum of yeah. styles. Um, you get a real decent taster, I think. Of, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think it'll be good fun too. Yeah. And then, oh, and then our workshops there starts on Friday as well. So we're doing five key workshops throughout the whole festival. And the first one is with um, Laura Borrowdale, who is the editor of Auto Erotica. And the whole thing is about writing erotica. And Melody Thomas, who creates the band podcast for Radio New Zealand, yep. she's kind of facilitating it. Yep. So it'll be, it'll be good fun. Is that double denim? And it'll be good fun and really informative, I think, if you're interested in, you know, what the skills involved in writing that yeah. kind of work. Yeah. yeah. So that's Friday. And then yeah. Saturday you start um, early yeah. for the first time with your actual kids' crawl. Yeah. So that's at the Wellington Central Library. And it's free, but you do have to register so that we, because um, it's quite, there's quite a lot of preparation in the background. Yeah. yeah. So um, if you register the kids, and we've got about, we've got, we'll max out at about 100, so actually not too far off. So I definitely encourage registering soon. But that's, so that's the kids' call, awesome for families, um, kind of between the ages 5 and 12. Yep. Yeah. Um, then we go into like our, so we call the everything that's not the actual crawl, lip crawl extended, just because. Mm. I never really thought through that name. It was one of those <laughs> things I was like, it's extended. And then, and then we didn't really think about that much further, which that's, maybe we will one day. But, that's um, a job for the sixth lip crawl. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'll, um, I'll get thinking on it yeah, for you. Oh my God. Yeah, yeah. It's one of those things every time I look at it, I'm like, should we have called? <laughs> um, but it's pretty practical. It's I mean, it's just an extension of lit curl, yeah. basically. Yeah. Mostly ticketed events. Yeah. 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 So we've got uh, another workshop, which is with Raymond, and he is talking about, we're going to teach you how to write cinematically, so it's a lot about visual representation in your work and um, layering of sound and image and meaning, all this, that kind mm. of cinematic approach to writing poetry. And then we've got another Irish visitor, Rob Doyle. So Rob got introduced to us via um, our friend 
at the yeah, Martin Colthorpe, who's the curator of the Dublin International Literary Festival, and he highly recommended Rob as a speaker and as a writer. So he's like his book called Here Are the Young Men is called The Irish Train Spotting. So it's quite very gritty, very dark, very um, city focused in Dublin. Um, a lot, it's like about young men in the, that kind of transitional age, teenage years, um, in the back streets of Dublin pretty much. It's, it's really brilliant. And then he's got a um, short story collection called the, This Is The Ritual, which is a collection of really outsider characters, but also quite philosophical. He mm. works philosophy through his um, writing. So he's a, a very interesting person, and he's talking with Charlotte Graham McClay, who's a great interviewer, very intelligent um, analyst of work. So I think they'll have quite a sparky conversation. I think his representation of male characters is, is quite challenging, So I think and female characters, so I think they'll have a really interesting um, chat together about mm. his work. Mm. Then we've got Zoya Patel. So Zoya Patel is an Australian woman. She's young, um, and she, her book is a memoir. It's her first book called No Country Woman. And it's about um, her personal experiences of feeling like she does not belong in a very monochromatic white Australia. And that is, I think, very relevant today, especially in the literary landscape mm. and the media landscape and, and for women. So she's talking with Karen Douse, who is a great um, mm. reader and reviewer and yep. good podcast voice as well for Papercuts. Yep. So um, that's quite... Yeah, you guys are very good at um, getting, you know, and, and this, is, this is, I would think, a no-brainer for doing these sort of events, but you always seem to pick the right people to... Oh, introduce and cheer and oh, interview. I you know, that's really challenging. Part it is. Of programming, yeah, yeah. and you go to these, you go to these events, and you sometimes think, why is that person mm. doing the one asking the questions? They haven't done very well. But I never feel that way when I go to your events. Yes, that's great. Yeah, <laughs> and you read the program and you look at it and you go, yes, that's. Oh, that's good. That's I, who I, I think you know, about it for ages. Yeah, I really do. That comes across. Yeah, okay, good. That's you great. Know. <laughs> I think that um, it's a real skill to be mm. a good interviewer. Is a, huge skill and I think I just try and think about who will bring the most to this conversation from their own background and who has got the skills to deliver it for an audience who expect who has high expectations. Yeah. 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 So that's great. <laughs> then we've got a very um Aotearoa um centric session but I think it's extremely wide ranging discussion. It's gotta be um and challenge for the chairperson, Fergus Barrowman, but I think he's up to the task. Yeah. So it's about journals, and it's it's a, it's um this one's curated by Chris, and he's put together a panel that explores both the history of and the contemporary scene of journals in New Zealand. Mm. So it's hard because there are so many, but I think the people he's got in this particular panel can speak to the diversity of publication and also the different kinds of publications that are out there and how they even exist and how they sustain themselves and how, why they started. Mm. So Autoerotica's in there, they've got an extraordinary story. Landfalls there is that real institutional publication, but Emma Neal is the new editor, so she's really interested in that she stepped into this role and what how she feels about that. Um, Starling's there with um, editor Francis, 
Um, Louise is a co-editor, but she's down in Dunedin with her new baby. Um, but so it's that I think that'll be an interesting um, survey of the state of journal publishing. And then over at City Gallery, we've got the brilliant Megan Dunn. Yeah, she's so funny. She's and, a former uh, podcast guest, and ah. she is. Um, yeah, she's terrific. Yeah, and she's so good. She seems to have, uh, was, I was going to say, made a splash since her last book, <laughs> and then I, I, I didn't mean to do that. Um, <laughs> certainly her new new upcoming book is the one that's going to really make the splash and, yeah, yeah. and explain the impact that that movie and All Things Mermaid have yeah. had on her. But, oh, I but her, her, her um, previous book is fantastic. So good. Yeah. She's very clever. Yeah. Her wit is just yeah. so... Um, yeah, she's just very. It's, I think it's very rare to laugh when you're reading a book. I don't often laugh when I'm reading. Yeah. Reading, but I laugh when I read her work. Yeah. And um, it's also just so fascinating her her research on mermaid culture and mm. and what that's what that is today is so fascinating mm. and kind of. I can imagine documentaries kind of coming out of it in a way. There was a doco in this year's. Um Documentary Edge Festival oh. about the mermaid subculture. Oh, brilliant! And I messaged Megan, who who I had only only met the day she came round to do the podcast with me, and I messaged her and said, "Oh, you probably know about this already, but this is and and you know, of course, the reply was, "Yes, I've seen that, but I'll be going again." Yeah. And uh, and but I watched that film, and I probably wouldn't have watched it had I not talked to, to her. Me. You know, yeah. I, I got sent a few uh, links to things to review for the, and it was inter- You know, of course, it was interesting. Those those. Um, peculiar subcultures yeah. are, are utterly fascinating because totally. we wonder how and why and where a person got involved in that and then yeah. we look at ourselves and the things that we're interested in yeah and Cause especially because those things we are all so have meaningful. some version of that yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. they're so personal and yes. meaningful yeah I think it's really it's almost like a, it's, it's very privileged to be able to look into it yeah I think so I think that this lecture that Megan's delivering is going to be fascinating yeah. and um, quirky. Yeah, well, <laughs> as she's a person who you'd turn up to, you'd turn up to read her or hear her read or speak, yeah. whatever the subject. Yeah. It just so happens that this mermaid fascination, which has been with her for a big part of her life, yeah. is, is I think particularly interesting. Totally. <laughs> but I feel like she's one of those great writers and minds that could make any subject yeah. interesting yeah, and, and funny. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. And that's um, a free event as well, so you can just rock up to that, mm. no tickets required. Then, um, back at, so we're using Te Awaha, the new um, space yeah. on Dixon Street, which is really beautiful and cool because we're able to run multiple events there. It's great, and now I saw it yeah. for the first time at your program launch. Yeah, it's the first time I've been oh, yeah. up there and it's yeah. great. Yeah. yeah, we're excited about being yeah. there. So um, we've got Dame Fiona Kidman, who I just think is a wonderful human being and a great writer, and Amy Head, who I read her short stories um, a few years ago. Tough was the book that came out. I think it might have been 2014 or 15 it came out. Mm. And I loved it. It's one of the best short story collections I remember reading in the last few years. Um, and then her new book, her novel, Rotorua, has come out this year, which is brilliant. And Rob Doyle, and those three writers are all talking to Anna Smale, who I'm really happy and um, grateful to have in the program because she's got two little kids, and I yeah. now know the challenge of that. Yeah, yeah. So she is talking to those three writers about writing outsiders, so yeah. creating characters that live in the margins or 
like in Fiona's situation, she's taken a, a true historical story, the, the last mm. man to be hanged in New Zealand, and created a, um, a world around that. So I think that will be fascinating um, conversation about. Well, here I was saying that you get the right people to do these jobs, and I'll. I'll Disclose that Anna's a friend and I've known her for a long time, but you couldn't get a safer pair of hands, yeah, for example. So yeah, 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 yeah. She's just, a, I've always admired um, Anna's writing. Yeah. And um, how could you not, s- right? Yeah, she's so good. <laughs> yeah, and, yeah. I, and I think, yeah, a great chairperson yeah. as well. Um, then we're doing something that's quite new for us, which we've wanted to do for ages, but the right thing hadn't come up until this year. Yeah. And that's the f- a food crawl, so we're both pretty interested in food. <laughs> I'm, I'm sensing yet another breakaway festival next year. <laughs> <laughs> no. Oh, man. <laughs> You'll have all that extra time next yeah, year, yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. Apparently it just gets easier next year. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. When yeah. they start moving, <laughs> Um So Beth Brash, who lots of people I think will know as a Wellingtonian kind of foodie mm. and expert on the scene here and from Wellington on Plate where she's the program manager she's written a book called the um, Cooper Street Project and so she's leading a tour down Cooper Street to meet the people some of the people in that book and so there'll be food along the way and real so it's very interesting um, stories behind some very famous Cuba Street eateries basically so it'll be like a walking tour that Almost like when you go to a new city and you do a walking tour to learn about the city. It's like that through food and the people behind it. Mm. So um, we're doing two of those on Saturday and Sunday at 2 o'clock. So that's ticketed and the, there aren't very many places on each of those. So also should get in quick if you want to go. Um, then we've got a session with Darina Griefer who's that, the beautiful Irish poet. She has four children. I'm quite obsessed <laughs> with, with working mothers now. Like, I, I just find that astounding. Four under six. Um, wow. Yeah, okay. she's amazing, and she's won most of the poetry prizes in Ireland. She's she's really lovely. She's mm. really interesting. She she performs her work very beautifully. So she's talking to Vanna Minasiadis, who um, I really love and respect for her work um, with people like Helen Rickaby to produce translated texts in New Zealand. Um, and so Vanna has a, has a real expertise in this area, and as a poet herself, obviously Greek English. So they're going to be talking about Doreen's practice creating Irish texts and English texts and, and her life as well beyond that and then perhaps go into the um, scene in Ireland a little bit, which I think is currently really fascinating. I think Irish writing and writers is, just seems mm. to be going from strength to strength. Um, then we've got a, a session I'm excited about because I think it's a very relevant subject but also bringing people involved. So... The book Headlands, New Stories mm. of Anxiety, which just got launched last week, I think. Um, so Naomi Arnold, who is a great journalist and writer, mm. has edited this book. And we've got contributors um, from it to join her to discuss um, those pieces that they've written and, also, and more generally anxiety, I think. But um, Ricky Gooch, who lots of people might know mm. more from the music scene. Dana McLaughlin, who's that great writer whose work you see on the spin-off. Kirsten McDougall, author of Tess and um, VUP Person. And Anthony Burt, um, the art writer. So they're all discussing the really brilliant pieces in that book. Mm. And finally, before the crawl starts on Saturday, we've got Lizzie Marbley. And she's talking to Ange Meyer 
from Double Denim about um, um, Lizzie's book, The F Word, which is her memoir about being a feminist mm. in New Zealand. Mm. So I think that'll be pretty yeah, um, yeah. fiery and powerful and and interesting considering what Ange will also bring to that discussion. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Now that's about a week and a half's worth of stuff <laughs> in a couple of days. <laughs> in a couple of days. And, and, and we haven't even got to... The crawl. The crawl. Yeah. So... Shall we jump into the crawl and then we'll and then we'll carry on with Sunday's okay, events cool. since since I said we'd do this chronologically. And can you just explain again? You did a good explanation of it last time when we talked, but for anyone who didn't hear that or doesn't go back and listen to that, can you explain um, between you what the actual crawl is and how that works? Because this is something that, um, well, this is the the flagship sort of thing of the event really and this is uh, where people have to really make their decisions. Mm. It's, the crawl is a 24 events in the space of a few hours and basically every hour there's eight events so you get a choice every hour roughly every hour of eight different events that you might like to see Yeah. and so you could probably get to one event in every hour which we divide into phases. Yeah, I was going to say you can maybe if you wanted to you could maybe catch a bit of two, yeah, but no more than that, really. I it's think not... that, that happens sometimes, yeah, because you might go into an event and you might be a bit late, yeah, be stuck at the back, yeah, and then sort of cut your losses and yeah, head to an, another event, yeah, but you get a little flavor. But really, yeah. you're making a choice each hour to see one thing, yeah, mm. yeah. yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. You had quite a good way of describing it, Andy, like a like a music festival with yes. stages. It's a little like that, yeah. Like if you go to a music festival and there's three stages. Yeah. Or eight stages. Yeah. Yeah. I guess so, yeah. Yeah, yeah so yeah, you kinda right. have to decide which band you're gonna see. <laughs> yeah. But in this case it's writers' sessions. But they're not your typical so the um, daytime stuff is slightly more standard writers' yes. festival event. Yes. The crawl stuff is a quite different. So Yeah, you put these things you put on um, interesting things and you put them on in interesting places yeah. um, not just in bookstores or yeah. um, you know standard lecture theatre performance spaces you put them in, in bars, shops yeah. uh, corridors of places yeah. all sorts of things it's really essential to the crawls yeah. our venues yeah. all of the, almost all of the venues are, are different I think there's 22 venues yeah. in the crawl out of 24 events so you can't just stay at a thing, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. There's a couple of couple of sessions where they where one runs on to another one, but mostly you have to move somewhere else. Mm -hmm. mm. So we've got places like Hunters and Collectors on Cuba Street, which is such a cool place to do an event. It's mm. like you're surrounded by these amazing clothes. Um, you have, and it's got two levels in Hunters and Collectors, so you can kind of go up the stairs yes. and watch from up the top, which is quite cool. And you have a lot of repeat venues, like these are yeah. situations where it's worked out well. Yeah. They're on board with it, they love yeah. the idea that something different and brings people to, yeah, a shop they might never have been to yeah. or to a, yeah. a venue that's not, a, a bar that's not known as being a venue. Yeah. And you obviously like something about the space too and go, well, we'll do something different in that same space next year. Yeah. 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 We've got quite a few repeat venues. I think that the... Longest running venues are Alistair's Music, yes. which we've done every year. With the same event, a diff different thing, but the same, same event. event. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and that event is Nick Bollinger interviewing songwriters. So yes. this year for our fifth birthday, we're just doing one songwriter instead of three, and it's Nadia Reed. So yeah. it'll be a cool 45 minutes with Nadia. Um, and a queue out, and a queue out yeah. the door. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we can fit 40 people in there. <laughs> 
That's just. just about. Yeah. Maybe we should put a speaker in the corridor or something. Yeah, maybe we yeah. should. Could do that. That's yeah. a good idea. Yeah. And um, the Ferret Bookshop. Yes. Yep. So that um, Terry at Ferret Bookshop has been super supportive from the very start. And RTBs as well. Yeah. Um, the great secondhand bookshops of Wellington. And then, as you say, things like Meow, you've used them more yeah. for uh, all sorts of events, but they've yeah. been part of the actual crawl too. Yep, totally. Yeah, yeah so Meow, and um, we've got stuff in the crawl yeah. there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, have we got new venues this year? Yeah, the Photo Space Gallery. Photo Space Gallery, that's new. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's a gallery in Courtney Place. Yeah. Mm. And like Bowen Galleries came on last year, and that's been really great. Um, Jenny and Penny there have been really supportive. And Slow Boat Records, we did an event there last year. Yeah. Celebrating Hamilton. Hamilton. Yeah. <laughs> so this year, um, Chris Tease has curated an event which is Slow Heart versus Palmy. Yeah. Hometown so that glory. Would be fun. Yeah. yeah. Well, let's go through the phases so that we don't miss. I mean, we can skip over a few things if you want to, but let's let's go through the actual. So phase one is from six pm till six forty five on right. the Saturday night, and what are the what are the eight choices people can <laughs> pick from for that? Okay, so we'll do a real brief yeah. summary. So the yeah. Body Electric Hunters and Collectors is curated by Chris Tees, and um, the the gist is it's. Um, being out, writers who are out and proud in 2018. Yep. Believe it or that. Um, then you've got four or five year old, which is at City Gallery, and that's an all female lineup. And they're um, writers like Pip Adam, Leah McFall, who's hilarious, Zoya Patel, Ebony Lamb, Lana Lopisi, and they are writing life advice to a five year old, however they might interpret mm -hmm. Then we've got True Stories Told Live, which is always been one of our most highly yes. attended events yep. and we run that with the New Zealand Book Council that's at the Central Library and that's got um, Lizzie Marvelly, Raymond Anchibus, Helen Heath, Kate Spencer, Victor Roger and Erlish Hunter and they are telling stories um, relating to the concept of age. Then we've got In Your Head which is at BATS and that's a discussion about writing about mental health and that's a mixture of um, non-fiction and fiction writers. So Isa Pearl Ritchie and Emma Neal, Naomi Arnold and the journalist Sarah Lang, who's going to be leading mm, it. Mm. Then we've got um, like a really fun event with three writers coming up from Wanaka and it's called At the Drop of a Hat. And this is something that Liz, Laura and Annabelle have created and done down in the South Island. So basically it's a game. The audience offers them theme suggestions and they create improvised poetry. So it's like um, charades crossed with a poetry yeah, slam. <laughs> totally. Yeah, totally. Yeah. And they're all brilliant performers, mm. all three of them, so mm. they're good fun. Then we've got at Minerva Bookshop um, up on Cuba Street, Emily Wrights and some contributors from her Emily Wrights and Friends book, all-female lineup again. So, and they're discussing female friendships and how important they are when you're a mum. Mm. Uh, then we've got Starling, and this is quite an important session in a way because we've got this whole new thing for Liquor this year, which is the micro residency program. And so we collaborated with the Starling Journal that publishes writing for under 25s. And we've got six young writers selected by Starling who have residencies in art galleries in Wellington for the Liquor Festival. And this session is meeting those residents and talking to them about their experiences and what they're working on. and their, um, how they found working in a gallery space, basically. And that's at Bartley & Company Art. 
Then finally for phase one we've got tasters. So this is if you are curious just to hear a range of different authors reading their work. It's at Crumpet Bar. So Dorena Griefer, the beautiful Irish poet. David Coventry, um, who will be sharing a sneak preview of his forthcoming book, which is quite exciting. He's a very, very clever writer. Um, Kirsten Warner, whose book um, just came out. And Jennifer Lane, who won the 2018 Nomarch Award. I should so, add real that interesting. Crumpet Bar are making cocktails tailored to the Yeah, to writers. each writer. Yeah. So you can buy one, you know. Yeah, right. Taste as you. A signature cocktail yeah. for a yeah. bit. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like now, yeah. again, that's a, that's more than a whole night's worth of entertainment if yeah. if you were to see those things, but you have to choose one from pretty from much. those. And, and these things, and you guys do this pretty well in my experience, these things run to time. Yeah. So they start at 6 o'clock and they, mm -hmm. they finish at 6.45. Almost mid sentence, yeah. you know, you yeah. get it, you get it down to the wire, yeah. and the timekeeping's pretty good, and it has to be because phase two starts at seven fifteen. So there is enough room because, as you say, you can't really stay in the one venue. Some of the venues are quite close together, yes. so you can just pop a couple of doors down in some cases to see something. But you might also have to walk, you know, a kilometre yeah, or two or, or so to get somewhere, and you've got time to do that. Mm. We've tried to kind of locate the venues. Geographically yeah. by phase. Yeah, yeah. The first phase has all the peripheral venues. Yes. Um, and then as you get further into the later phases, you get closer into the yeah, city. Yeah, yeah. We found that kind of worked well. So phase two is seven fifteen until eight o'clock, and that kicks off with um, another kind of signature. Yeah. Aspect of the crawl. Or yeah, a it's you know, popular. only the second time, but it's yeah. very popular. So yeah. it's a short story book club live. So this is um, Radio New Zealand's show, well, segment that runs yes. every Thursday with GC Mulligan. Yeah. Um, it's great. You should all listen to it. And for the live event, so Jessie's coming down, and we've got Dana McLaughlin, Catherine Robinson, and Amy Head as our live panel. Yeah. And we've invited people to submit short stories, which we will select three probably three from yeah. to use um as for the live discussion pieces so um we'll put those selected pieces up online everybody can read them come along to this with your thoughts and discuss them with the panel basically so it's just like the show about life but with submitted stories so it's a chance to kind of have mm. a go at you mm. know writing and and send it in and it's great last year we discovered such great pieces so i'm excited about doing that again. Then we've got our second um, event curated by Chris Tease and this is In Memoriam. So it's five writers um, paying tribute to fictional death, deaths that haunt them. So that will be quite fascinating to discover what deaths in literature have haunted these writers. Yeah, yeah. It's cool, such a great idea. Um, then we've got Ecology of Mind, which is at Bicycle Junction, and that is about primarily about nature writing. So we've got great poets, Alison Glennie and Maria McMillan, and their work really covers like big nature, so Antarctica and the mountains. And then we've got Sarah Lang and Rachel Buchanan, who have been um, presenting quite different aspects of nature writing. So Sarah Lang actually about what she's reading, and Rachel Buchanan, who's got this fascinating um, relationship with a 
uh, nature artist. Yeah, yeah. It's a real cool, um, interesting. And, and that event is hosted by Mary McCullum. And as I'm talking to you, she is the most recent episode of the podcast. Oh, okay. It oh, just wow. went up a couple of days ago. Yeah, so, so Mary yeah. is such a brilliant yeah, yeah. force of, of indie publishing. Yeah, yes. Yeah. yeah. And also um, has quite a lot of nature in her recent poetry book. Yeah. Uh, then we've got Stretched Legs. Now, this has been curated by Eamon Mara, who is a Wellingtonian writer and comedian. And it's um, the writers Madeline Chapman, Freya Daly Sadgrove, Brenna Van Nunnelingham, and Megan Dunn. And they are all um, presenting work that is hilarious. Yeah. So it's like a. Um, it's not stand up comedy, but it's writers standing up and reading their, their comedic work. Reading their comedy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then we've got the Fourth Floor Identity Edition. So the Fourth Floor is a journal published by Fitty Raya. And Jackson Newland, who's a very interesting writer, has edited that this year. And so it's writers from that edition reading their work, which covers themes of identity. That's at the Ferret Bookshop. Then we've got Catalyst Volume 15 at Hashigozake. So in our very first crawl, Doc John Heller, who edits Catalyst, came up and we did a real cool, amazing session with Ben Brown and... Andy Coyle. Andy Coyle. And they've, so they're coming back for our fifth birthday with their 15th volume. And it sort of be like a celebration of, of Catalyst and what they've managed to achieve as a journal um, with some of their contributors. Then we've got a very special, great, fun event called Bad Diary Salon, which is curated by Tracy Farr and Jenny Ackland, who's an Australian writer. Um, and we've got New Zealand writers and Rob Doyle from Ireland pulling out their old diaries that they might not actually have wanted to have been shared. Yeah. And we'll air them in public. And some event. good writers involved in that. Right, yeah, Radulshi Chakraborty, who is brilliant. Kate yeah. Camp, who's very funny. And... Uh, Chris Price, actually, um, which will be really fun. Yeah. Then we've got a brilliant debate topic at CQ Hotels, and this has been put together by Trish Harris and Robin Hunt. Um, so Crypt the Lit has be is quite a, um, an institution in Lickrell now, so they've um, this is the third Crypt the Lit event. Um, and the debate topic is that there is no such thing as a disabled writer, and pretty epic people are debating this. So um, Mandy Hager, Richard Bend from Arts Access Aotearoa, Steph Green, brilliant writer, Henry Bollinger, very clever writer, and Alicia Tyson. Um, so that, yeah, great debate. That's phase two. That's phase two done, and you've got from 8 o'clock until 8.30 to get to your next venue. Phase three starts at 8.30, goes till 9.15pm, mm -hmm. and that's, um, you've got, you've already mentioned the first thing there is, is Slowboat Records doing Hometown Glory, which is Lower Hut versus Palmerston. Yep. Um, who's who's debating or discussing there? You've got some good people uh, there. We've got Brennavan. So yeah. there's a few writers in this crowd. <laughs> yeah, who are doing some heavy lifting. Like <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Emily, um, Emily Brennavan. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so Brennavan, who will be running from his previous session to this session. <laughs> yeah. Holly Walker, who will be doing the same thing. Yeah. Jim Wilder, who will be doing the same thing. Yep. So they're all our heart. Then Palmerston North is James Brown. That Fabulous poet Paula Harris, another fabulous poet, and Thomas Sutherland. So it's um, poets. It's almost looks like poets versus novelists <laughs> yeah, slash yeah. 
But I like how in these events too, you've got a lot of um, you've brought in you know songwriters and yeah. uh, journalists and yeah. you know comedians. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're all writers, obviously. Yeah, so it isn't just people who you know the loft. You're sort of. The lofty ideal is people who've written a novel or write poetry for some yeah. reason, but you've got playwrights, you know, yeah. every and other kind who of version. Been traditionally published. That's right. Well. Like yeah, I yeah, really yeah. Think that, yeah. Yeah, publishing. I don't know. For me, my personal opinion is that um, I think there's a lot of writers who aren't traditionally published who are yeah. great writers. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. and emer- who are emerging as well. So yeah. I think that's important. For so best stories headland. This is actually kind of an example of that. Is um, so it's headland as a journal, and they have very successfully managed to pull a prize together, which is, is I think quite astounding. Mm. Um, and so we've got three of their prize winners: um, Iona Winter, um, Catherine Van Beek, and I'm going. I hope I'm saying this name right, but Kiva Mako. I think. Hopefully I've got your name right, Kiva. Um, so they will be reading their prize-winning stories. Um, then we've got the great Nadia classic Reed. Nadia Reed session yeah. at Alice's Music. So if you do want to get to that, probably <laughs> start lining up in phase two. At, yeah. yeah, yeah, I was going to say at about six o'clock. Now, yeah. Nadia will, I guess, have a guitar and play a little yeah. bit of stuff and Nick will be talking to her yeah. about, as he does with all of these sessions, songwriting, inspiration, yeah. etc., all yeah. of those things. Yeah. So it will be a bit of a performance and, well, and yeah. a bit of an interview. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, and Nick Bollinger is... Such a pro. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say again, yeah. that's a classic example of the safest pair of hands going. Well, it's it's become his event. It is really, isn't yeah. it? As yeah. well as well yeah. as it's Alistair's totally. music event. Oh, and totally. Your yeah, event, we would Nick, never not Nick, have Nick. You would have Nick doing <laughs> yeah. that. That's right. Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, then we've got an auto erotica session. So this was um, we did this session last year as well, um, and it was so popular and so interesting. So, editor Laura Bowdale has got um, four of her contributors from Volume 5, and they will be reading slash showing their work Mm -hmm. um, at Meanwhile Gallery, which is up the stairs on Willow Street. Then we've got a a cool thing, I'm so glad this is in the program, but um, our friend and inspiration, Jo Randerson, is launching her poetry book at St. Peter's Church. So it's her, um, with her musician, mate Waylon Edwards, and they are going to be um, reading and performing from that, um, which will be a cool celebration of Joe's very um, rousing poetry, I would say. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then we've got um, excellent um, supporter and collaborator and friend Helen Heath, her um, poetry book published this year is called Our Friends Electric, and she's talking about that book and mm. reading from that book with Darusha Wayne, who's a very interesting person, also a great writer. Um, and she is technically a cyborg. I love I uh, That's that. right, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, 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 I'm, when I talk to you guys, I remember this happened a little bit last time, but this year even more so. Uh, every second name that comes up, I can get to say, oh, well, I've had them on the podcast. And, <laughs> and, and I did a recent chat with Helen Heath a Largely about our friends electric, yeah. and, and uh, you know I have met Helen a couple of times over the years, but I really loved sitting down. I mean, I loved that book, yeah, and I loved good, sitting right? down and and um, talking to her about not just her life, but what went into that book. Yeah, yeah and that was yeah. yeah, she's amazing. She's yeah. amazing. Yeah, and um, I think this will be a very sparky, refreshing, um, fascinating conversation with Darisha because Darisha brings a whole other aspect to this mm, conversation mm. 
yeah, so that'll be good fun. And then we've got a Chris T's um, extravaganza session. Mm. I'd say this is pretty a highlight, I think. But it's at Caroline. So this will probably get quite full. So if you want to go to this one, I'd probably suggest getting it early. But it's yourself, Simon Sweetman. Yeah. Pip Adam, Tay Tibble with um, three drag performers. So the... The drag performers, Bunny Holiday, Harley Lux, and Trude Hugh, will be lip-syncing songs selected by you guys. Well, no, 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 we haven't selected them. They've oh, been you selected, haven't? They've been selected for us by oh, Chris. Oh, I thought it was the other way around. Yeah, oh, so no, Chris no, no, Chris has, um, Chris oh, has, man, so, so, <laughs> so first of all, I don't, I, I do know why I agreed to it because I, I, I love Lick, I love Lick Crawl and I love Chris and I love his work and he is also a previous podcast guest and it was I had never really met in fact I met Chris at, at a Lick Crawl after party very, uh, right. very briefly a couple right. of years ago through through a mutual friend and I had read some of his work and liked it but his new book I absolutely loved yeah, so I wanted so to I wanted to podcast him and. That was a, a real highlight of this year's podcasts for me. I have to say, talking to him, yeah. and then I got a message from him saying, "I would like, I would like you to be. I'd like to know if you're around, and would you do this?" And I sort of said yes, and then I read the fine print and went, oh, "Fucking on, am I, <laughs> am, am I lip syncing something? Am I, am I dressing up as a drag performer? Because fuck, if we're talking about scraping barrels here, like, you know, what, what have I actually agreed to? I jumped yeah. into it because I, I like you guys and I like your event and I like Chris, and then I started to panic." And then I thought, well, that's it's ages away. I'll just I'll just forget about it. And then a couple of weeks ago, I got an email saying, "Hold tight, I'm going to tell you what your song is soon." Oh, um, great! And this then I have I have just found out what it is. So I assume the other two writers, who I feel uh, completely like I'm not worthy to be anywhere near a stage when they're on them, want when they're on it and involved, um, I guess they've been told what their songs are too. Unless this is all a, a prank. <laughs> and and they got to choose their own songs and I didn't. I'm not sure because I haven't seen anyone else CC'd in on the emails. So you know. Anyway, I've agreed to do it and I am I am scared for this my life. This is going to be a glorious I am, surprise, isn't it? Yeah, I am. I am scared for my life actually about doing it, um, and in the best possible way. You know, like I can't. Um, I I. I hope it's going to be a hell of a lot of fun. Oh, it will be. And, it will um, be. How could it not? Be? Well, yeah. Well, <laughs> well, we might find out. Um, At least but, it's in a bar. But yeah, what a fun. Yeah, a, a it's in a bar, and b the after party kicks off yeah, almost immediately afterwards. <laughs> so yeah, that's that is going to be fun, and obviously that's my pick of what to go to it. Um, right. For, for phase three, I, I think have to that be lots there. Lots of people will be. Um, but there is one more event for phase three. Oh yeah, this is um I. I'm excited about this one. It's called Killed Off, and it's with Annalise Joachim's, Joachim, sorry, I pronounced that terribly wrong, um, who wrote Baby, which was um, one of the hit novels yeah. of 2017, and Steph Green, who is a massively um, popular author in the US in particular, and Elizabeth Knox, um, and they will be talking about killing like writing murder basically mm. and h how you go there what what research do you do what decisions do you make when you're writing how to kill people off and they're talking to Jesse Bray Sharpen who's a really great interviewer yeah so that's the final of phase three and the uh, last one of the court then you go as I say we go straight to into the after, after party. party and then, and then uh, 
everyone gets up with their dusty heads on Sunday yeah. and attends another month's worth of amazing <laughs> literary events in one day. So um, you start off with another workshop at 10am? Yep, so that's Irony Winter who is um, coming up from Dunedin and she is a real flash fiction guru. As I was researching Iona, I realised that she is um, a, a brilliant flash fiction writer and very prolific. So she's leading a workshop for flash fiction. Then we've got the Vic Books Book Club, which is um, an institution for Vic Books that, that we are sucking into the crawl program this year, or the extended program, I should yep. say, with Bears. So we're um, looking at The Bone People by Kerry Hume. Then um, we've got a very special event at the National Library at 11am, which is honouring and thinking about Armistice Day. So it's um, the brief I've given the very clever people in this session is to think about both the historical context but also the contemporary resonation, you know, how does, what does Amethyst Day mean for us today, what battles might still have to be won. Mm. So we've got um, Murdoch Stevens, um, Robin Hunt, Rachel Buchanan, so both Murdoch and Rachel have BWB Techs out this year, just very recently. Um, Harry Ricketts and two brothers, Yazan and Mohammed Alfarez, who are um, Syrian refugees in New Zealand, so they um, will have a, a very personal um, story to tell. So essentially it's a storytelling event um, with some very different perspectives, um, and that's a free event. Then we've got Ray Antrobus, um, the brilliant poet who um, I keep raving about, and I hope people make an effort to come and see him because he, he truly is brilliant. Talking with Adam about his life and work and his latest book is called The Perseverance um, and it's just beautiful. Then we've got uh, a very timely and topical discussion about um, bi called Bilingual Future. So we've got the lovely and very clever and amazing Brian Morris from Who Publishers talking with Scotty Morrison who is the author of um, Māori Made Easy and Māori at Home um, and Doreen Negri for the Irish part about and so Doreen's um, is bilingual because Irish was um, compulsory mm. and I think that's an interesting point to start with and so Scotty, uh, Doreen and um, Brian will be talking about that then we've got another free event. Um, this is really geared at families to Tedeshi or Waitangi, which we touched on before. So that's Toby and Kate mm. talking about creating that book for kids. Then we've got an uber feminist discussion with some amazing people mm. who I love and respect very much. So Michelle Court, Sasha Borosenko, Lizzie Marvelin, and Zoya Patel. And they're discussing how being a very public, active voice in today's world as a feminist can be very problematic what backlash they receive mm. um, then we've got the excellent Madeline Chapman from the spin-off who co-wrote uh, Stephen Adams' biography My Life, My Fight, talking to Steve Braunius who um, I love and respect as well and they're discussing what her experience was creating that book with Stephen Adams then we've got another workshop. So Rob Doyle, our other Irish visitor, is um, teaching writing autobiography. So how to write your life and make it interesting and the techniques involved. Then we've got a Chris Tease curated event, which is sophomore year, 
Um, so Chris obviously published his second book. So he's with other writers who have their second book out and proud. Therese Lloyd and Michelle Court. Um, and how and Kate Dignan as well, whose book mm. I loved so much, The New Ships. Um, yeah, how to get that second birth, the second book. Um, then now, we got, do you want to share your story? You reviewed Kate's yeah. book <laughs> at, a, at an interesting time in your life, yeah, given its subject matter. <laughs> it's actually, when I look back on it, I kind of, I was completely fueled on that post-birth hormone. Mm. So I was wired, and I had started this review for Steve Gornes and the, st- the spin-off, mm. and I really want to do a good job for Steve. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I had not finished it, but I, so, I went into labour, had this baby, and then was wired and up in my baby, was in an incubator, so it's not like I could, you know, I couldn't really see him that often and stuff. And I was attached to a pump every three hours, so I had this kind of wired three days of time, and I just was like, I'm going to finish that review. <laughs> but I couldn't not write that review in the context of what had just happened. Yeah. So, but I think, yeah, the book completely changed the meaning for me before and after the birth. Mm, mm. Especially because one of the key events in that book is the death of a baby. Mm. So it was, um, I have such a special regard for that book in my life yeah, now. Yeah. And it is the one thing that bridged before and after baby. Yeah, the story, this book. Yeah, so I always remember that book in that way, but I don't. I I could only have written that because of the hormones. It just mm. kept me going. Mm. <laughs> um, then we've got another free event at City Gallery, which is a really I think going to be meaty discussion about art writing in New Zealand, and I think we're in a pretty interesting stage for that with people like Nana Lopesi editing that Pantograph Punch, Matariki Williams who started Task. Um, and as a curator at Te Papa, and Anthony Burt, mm. This Model World, amazing book. So they're talking about the future of art writing, what it looks like, what's happening, um, what art writing is, what it should be. Um, yeah, and in the context of the Iconography of Revolt exhibition, which will be up at City Gallery at the time. Then we have another workshop, Steph Green, who is... Um, super qualified to be leading a workshop on self-publishing so she's a major success story and she's got a wealth of knowledge to share about how to self-publish then we've got two events to close the whole shebang that i am really excited about and these came together um an interesting way so the badass bitches of wellington walking tour is jesse bray sharpen so she um is a woman a historian, a woman's history historian. I don't know mm. how you put that together, but anyway, Jesse had done one of these tours down in Nelson, and I, Naomi Arnold, introduced me to Jesse, and I asked her if she would do one for Wellington. So she said yes. So it's a walking tour, which does involve a couple of drinks along the way, um, but it's celebrating and educating you on women from history who used to live in Wellington. So it'll be a very cool. Um, enlightening I think mm. historical tour with some drinks along the way um, and then we've got the Dead Ladies show so this is a Berlin a salon that started in Berlin that I've been following on the Twitter and the internet for a while and liked the idea of it and felt that in this year of suffrage 125 this would be a cool thing to do so I wrote to those guys in Berlin and said what do you think about us doing one in New Zealand and they were very excited and have sent they, we've kind of talked for a while about how they run it. So we're doing it with four um, 
Wellingtonians, Kirsten McDougall, Jesse Bray Sharpen, who'll be going from the walking tour to the Dead Lady Show, Mataliki Williams and Mariah Raku Raku. And each of those four women have chosen women from history who led a revolutionary life, that's kind of the brief, and will be doing a presentation on those women. But we've also got Eva Prouse doing music um, from Dead Ladies, and Penny Ashton will be hosting it. So it will be really... Mm sparkly and fun and interesting yeah. and a great way to end our um quite suffrage influenced program yeah there's some um there's some interesting and obvious themes throughout the program yeah you know and the mental health yeah thing is a, a you know and, the, and and i guess these themes um all interconnect right like oh, to- yeah you know, through crossover points yeah i actually found yeah. it hard when i was kind of deciding what are our key suffrage events Mm. It's actually quite hard to extract that theme, I think, because they're seeing women create such great work in so many different areas, like Beth Brash, mm. I think she's a real powerful leader, really, in what she's doing, and same with Megan Dunn. Like it, it's, I think that women are doing amazing things all over the place, and it's because of um, this history of pioneering women. Mm. I think it's it's hard to extrapolate out women's movement from what we're doing now, in a way. Mm. Yeah, I keep looking at the Prime Minister. She posted a video yesterday of her talking about, I think it was about the surplus, but Neve was talking in the background. Yeah, yeah. It's like, man, that's just amazing. And it just makes me feel <laughs> comforted and inspired that the Prime Minister's doing this. It's How um, old is Charlie? He is a little bit younger than me. So he was born on the 2nd of June. Right. When was Neef born? Oh, I don't know. Don't know yeah. either. Maybe they're probably pretty close pretty in age. Pretty close in age. Yeah. So he's easily the youngest podcast guest. Yeah. Though. And 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 one of the most well behaved. Oh, good. He's excellent. quiet. Yeah, he's, he's very been, quiet now. He's a little bit chatty to, you know. Yeah. Yeah. But he's been, some opinions. He's been great. Now, you guys deserve a massive break at the end of that but you don't get one because you've got a big event oh yeah <laughs> it's like do, do we yeah, you've we got do. a big event a couple of weeks after, after. that that you're yeah. um that you're oh, helping <laughs> we're like, bring into the world you're like what have we oh shit um clementine ford yeah so clementine actually was i had Invited her to lip cross. Yeah, I guess that program. that was the case. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah she yeah. is such a busy woman. She's currently going around the world. The world. Yeah, she's <laughs> yeah. just got back from a five week trip yeah. in the US and Australia with Boys Will Be Boys. Yeah. Such a good book. I have been reading it to Charlie and it's um, it's about toxic masculinity, but not how it just affects women, but how it affects everybody. Mm, mm. So women and men and boys and girls. I'm looking forward to reading that. I, I really it's liked great. her previous book. Oh, yeah, she's yeah. very um, readable yeah. as well. Yes. I think she's, um, yeah. she's got such a unique presence and mm. she's so strong. I just find her very strong. Yeah, I mean, one of her, um, I guess, things she's known for is um, her fight back yeah. on... Social you know, media. social media bullying yeah. and and just the absurdity of uh, these, you know, often anonymous dickheads, but yeah. she'll name and shame idiots, yeah. or at least shame them, and by by exposing the, you know, absurdities of of what they sort of throw at her. It's just revolting some of yeah. the stuff yeah. she gets. And people who um, 
uh, assuming her identity and yeah. like I just saw her shout out to this awful Twitter account that had u- was using her photo just to abuse women. Like it's mm. just disgusting, really. Yeah. But she's um, she's I mean what a force. So she's talking to Megan Whelan um, about that book, which will be wonderful, and we it's selling so extremely yeah. quickly. So that's yeah. So that's a standalone event. Yeah. Event so that's because you couldn't get her in the program because yeah. of her schedule. Yeah. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. yeah. So we're doing that's the twenty third of November. So it's a couple of weeks after the crawl. Yeah. And um, we are going to do another event with with her the next day, where we will announce that soon. Yeah. yeah, cool. And so that, that'll all be on your website. And, yeah. And, and then you go into hibernation, I'm I would hope, the summer off. for <laughs> until what? Until, um, <laughs> until the, next, until the, yeah. the next year's events start to roll around real yeah. quick after Christmas, right? Yeah. That's the thing, because you kind of want to get ahead of the eight ball in a way. But We'll probably start thinking about the next program, to be really honest. And like yeah. the funding applications, that kind of thing. Yeah. Loomis will be hovering. Yeah. Sort of, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Well, um, you know, thanks. I'll say thanks now because I might not be able to um, show my face after my event at Lickroll. <laughs> but um, thanks for all your hard work, as always, and, and thanks for having a chat. And, and, you know, this is, you know, the program's all there, but the way that you guys um, explain it and unpack it is re- really useful. I got good feedback last year from oh, people saying that they enjoyed being able to, to hear the sort of reasons behind the event yeah. and, and, and some of the, you know, some of your, you know, and just the way you kind of give a, uh, you know, you vouch for the people that you've included. You haven't just drawn names from a hat or gone, this person's available. Oh, no it's all it's all around, you know, who you want, and in this case, Chris as well, who they want yeah. for events, and there's a, there's a reason behind each choice. Totally everybody. And, and I just keep, I think I keep saying this, but it's so true, is that we're so lucky in Wellington and New Zealand, but there's so many people who are doing great things, and that's what I think that's what we want to show every year is well, I came to the I came to the program launch this year, and you know the mayor's there, and he speaks at it, but it doesn't feel like um, just a lip service thing for the mayor to turn up. It feels like he's actually he's been very supportive. Yeah, yeah I, I feel like he's been pretty supportive it. of the arts in general. I yeah. always see him at the um, opening nights of circuit plays and so yeah. forth. But I just sort of felt his presence at that, and 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 his words, you know, he he got it and saw what it does and yeah. you know he understands it on a level beyond just you better go along and say some nice words yeah absolutely yeah. I've always found that with um, the mayor and I think that he understands that um, I think the core the, I mean the apex of the thing is the crawl itself on the Saturday night and that that is something that is accessible for Wellingtonians yeah. and that's what we always want to keep pushing and I think that's what he enjoys about it is that you can just rock up yeah. and go to these things and feel comfortable being there and, and be totally surprised by yeah. things which you you know yeah. which you want. I um, remember speaking to someone last year. You did the um, um, thing at Meow with the uh, people talking about Bob Dylan, and I chaired yeah. that yeah. and uh, introduced the fine panel that you had. And I talked to two people at the end of it that were like, hey, well, do they usually have things like this? This was cool. We just rocked up for a beer. Which oh, is kind great. of what, you know, obviously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, that's a classic example of an event that was full of people who knew exactly what it was because yeah. it was full of Bob Dylan nerds, right? Yeah. And, um, and you know, we usually can smell our own. But these people just, yeah, these two guys were like, hey, that was really great. 
That's yeah, we just so came in for we came in for an early evening beer, and next thing we we saw, oh, what's this event? And so we hung around, and it was real cool. Oh, that's <laughs> that's exactly what we wanted. And also, last year was hilarious because it was the All Whites Peru game. So yeah, yeah. I went into the um, Hamilton event in slow boat, and I was standing at the back because it was pretty full. But all of a sudden, this maybe eight All Whites fans came in Classic. the back, yeah, all yeah, the yeah. full white ones and so on. <laughs> and turns out one of them was from Hamilton, and it kind of read the poster on the window. Yeah. So there are all these what a, fans what like a cameo. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah right. That was great. It was perfect. Oh, well, good, good luck for this year. And um, and I can't believe um, Lit Crawl is five because it's know, just it growing up. each each year. And in, I guess in, in a realistic way, in a way that you guys have clearly been able to keep on top of. Yeah, I think it's... Um, it's I mean, I'd love to say we had a strategy, but we didn't. We, um, we just have gone, responded to... Well, the crawl's grown because we needed it to be bigger so if more people could come. And then just things have happened pretty organically as, 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 does, yeah. as it does.